welcome to episode 47 of New Indian Woman podcast airing first in early August 2021 and I am your host Krishna. Today we have a very special guest Mr. Mohanish Sinha and a very special episode relevant for women employed in any sector especially in India. Mohanish is a partner and leader diversity and inclusion at Deloitte India. He has over 25 years of experience in organizational transformation, leadership development, coaching, and setting up and assessing learning functions. Monish is also a part of Society for Human Resource Management India's panel of subject matter experts on executive coaching and leadership. In short, what does this intro mean? I will translate this into simpler words. Monish can influence the work culture not just in his organization in india with more than 15000 employees but influence other hr practices across other organizations listeners you would remember we had an earlier episode on challenges women face at workplace and this is more like interacting from an organization's perspective as to what's happening there monish welcome to the new indian woman podcast by the way let me tell you that in almost 2 years of this podcast you are the first male guest <laughs> thank you uh, i am i'm delighted to be the the first male guest and i'm <laughs> delighted to be on your podcast uh, krishna thank you for thanks monish so listeners what we will do today is we start off with sharing the results from a survey published by deloitte in the context of gender lens in indian organizations this survey It's very interesting. It is titled Women at Work: A Global Outlook. We will share this particular survey as part of the show notes of this episode as well. I will try to summarize my understanding of the reading and then would invite Mr. Mohanish also. The survey says employers can support women and create more high trust inclusive cultures during and after the COVID-19 pandemic. Additionally the global survey finds that 51% of women are less optimistic about their career prospects right now than before the pandemic the most important point shared by mohanish in this report is that it is not enough to define policies to change the experience of women at workplace there is a need for mindset and culture change There is a need to encourage flexibility of all kinds especially in workers and in terms of respecting boundaries around workers. The survey itself reached out to 5000 women across 10 countries. Women indicated that they are more stressed and discouraged since the pandemic began as they take on an increasing amount of responsibility at home and in their careers. women continue to face a broad range of non-inclusive behaviors without adequate support from their direct managers and employers this despite the fact that increasingly employers are having more and more policies and mechanisms for reporting bias discrimination etc and this leads to a huge impact on women's physical mental health and career ambitions and this is the details of the report are very interesting please do read the report but overall what i found very interesting and actually disturbing is that on every single parameter the percentage of women in india facing this problem is more than their counterparts across the world 
for example one parameter uh, 26 percentage of indian women who participated in the survey have considered leaving the workforce after the pandemic began as compared to 23% worldwide so what does this mean the pandemic numbers by itself it's quite revealing but uh, the other thought is are in these known facts are we supposed to find as women are we supposed to find consolation in the fact that more people are facing this challenge that each one of us is individually facing not just in india but across the world I personally feel happy about such a survey and report by a reputed organization it kind of gives legitimacy to the problem which has always been discussed about by women amongst her friends and I feel that is a first point where change can begin so uh, mohinish thanks for your organization for conducting the survey and initiating discussions around this topic so would you like to talk more about some of these numbers do you want to highlight any other aspect of the survey that i may have missed out and especially in the indian context sure you know you you actually use the word disturbing and and indeed uh, that's what the survey actually revealed and disturbing about something that we always knew at the back of our minds right uh, there has been study globally done over, over the years and a um, few things that has always uh, come up in these studies is one that uh, men typically do not take as much of the the burden of household chores as much as women do across the cultures right it's not mm-hmm. just india uh, men in india tend to do usually tend to do worse off and uh, this we've always known the pandemic was a was a crisis that uh, actually created a, a sense of challenge uh, deepened the sense of challenge for everyone uh, mm-hmm. men and women alike but given that women already paired uh, created a role that was uh, constantly uh, being resp- feeling responsible for for work uh, at at home looking after being a caregiver looking after children as well as being responsible employees you know in a time like this it just went uh, the pressure just went went uh, through the roof and we've been seeing qualitative uh, you know data that coming out from various organizations and uh, so this this uh, survey really confirmed uh, that severity of situation uh, built on a back of a uh, an ages long uh, tradition if you like where women have constantly uh, had to take the the tougher end of the stick um but this report pointed out some some uh, very sharp elements of what's really going on right so first is the fact that uh, you know organizations had begun to respond uh to the fact that uh, women uh, and men you know they need uh, flexibility of time and certainly women do and uh, they they built out rolled out uh, uh, practices around uh, giving flexibility to to women uh, however uh, in a in an environment in a pandemic women actually did not find that uh, helpful enough and the reason was that uh, they were in a perfect storm uh, if if i can call it that they were in a perfect storm because at one end uh, the demand at work uh, uh, had gone up uh, simply because the, the nature of uh, the environment was that everybody was uh, you know you you are basically living from a calendar to a calendar in white and right. and therefore uh, she was just sort of going through 
uh, one one invite and one area of work to the other and no beginning and the end in effect and we all know this while the demand at work had gone at home had gone up uh, because now the whole family is together the church if they have children if they if, if she's caring about a, uh, a loved one or a parent or someone you know all that is happening in a you know small space of whatever uh, the area of home that that might be and as a consequence we saw her getting slowly and slowly isolated right so the quality of relationship uh, with her spouse uh, went down uh, relationships like friends uh, became less and less uh, available uh, she found less and less time to engage in her own hobbies and things that gave her uh, joy and on a, a me time as as we typically call it so all that time went on the only thing probably i mean if if there is a positive that women reported was the fact that they had a, a higher quality time with their children mm. and uh, and and that's the home front right so it's it's getting squeezed and getting more and more alone and on the work front the demand at work uh, meant that they had very little time to really work out and resolve their their personal space but also compete in that new virtual environment um so therefore few things that got hit one was her motivation uh, the motivation is worse off twice over than what it used to be naturally uh, the level of stress twice over than what it used to be naturally right in in pre covid times uh, pre pandemic times the confidence in the ability to continue working on a career went down again significantly and um, all the policies that companies had particularly around flex policies you know uh, they found that uh, they could not really enjoy that flex policy simply because companies tended to sort of reach or react to that policy or pe- people who took that policy with uh, with a sense of uh, that that really you're not you're not doing the main work uh, you're not really serious about your career and therefore we'll just give you some things on the on the on the side and not the mainstream work so therefore she started feeling more and more isolated even at work so net net this whole thing has caused a very strong and deep uh, sort of a mental isolation and and mental stress which women have reported across the world and in india has been been that much more i'll pause here and i'm sure you have some specific questions you want to type i feel what you were conveying the kind of additional stress it's very visible for a lay person in terms of calls i always wonder what about the guys participating in these calls why am i not listening to toddler noise around them <laughs> okay yeah. but when women are there in the calls most often you hear and it is very visible that they are trying to manage both work and home because the they have to do the child care also while they are doing the work from home right it was a very practical manifestation of what uh, this survey is talking about all of us have listened to these calls where women struggle and you can hear uh, sounds of vessels you can hear sounds of cooker going yeah and most often than not we don't hear it when it is men talking but they are also from similar families everybody cooped up uh, with young children in the house right but there is a market difference there yeah. is and anything socially conditioned over over centuries really right? correct, so it's correct we we don't even realize it's so subconscious uh, yeah uh, true additional point is this particular survey focuses i would assume it is on the knowledge worker sector yes it is it, it is knowledge worker yes yeah so to that extent it is the top creamy layer amongst the organized sectors right we are not even touching upon women in other sectors so right. we are talking about the educated woman 
yeah. who is uh, working with a laptop connecting from calls yeah. which is maybe less than 5% of uh, women workforce in india i have no idea of the numbers but i know it's a very small number yeah. so and there itself the problem is so visible so we can imagine how it is across in fact uh, just as a uh, the the profile of people uh, you're absolutely right it covered people right at the cxo level down to uh, uh, you know um, an executive at an entry level so it covered the entire gamut of uh, right. levels that that women would op- operate at and and you you're so right i mean but this is the uh, set of women we normally don't think uh, you know in courts <laughs> that they would have any issues right uh, so it's very important uh, that while the survey relates to this percentage but it's very important to look at this percentage because it is the aspirational set for the entire uh, population of the country where a large number of women are getting educated and they are inching uh, closer to this becoming part of this Yeah. Uh so Monish based on the survey what do you think are the topmost actions any organization should implement to facilitate yeah. equal work experiences uh, and I'm very particular about work experiences for women and not just work opportunities. Right. Right. That's a great question and and that's that's a real question I think we should all uh, think about. As we have started speaking with with organizations in India and a uh, few things that we see is a in, that immediate action uh, for companies a positive in india which i should have highlighted one is that uh, women in india reported that they they had lot more check ins with their managers so managers looked out for them called them to see how they're doing hmm. uh, on a regular basis uh, much more than say the counterparts in the rest of the world uh and women really valued it so that was hmm. one very very positive thing i think the one uh, thing that we could do more of is continue the you know strengthening the the check-ins because just looking out for each other is is a is a vital step right just acknowledging hmm. that look here is a problem and maybe there is something the manager can do to make things easier or certainly be mindful of the fact that uh, you know uh, here is a colleague going through a challenge maybe uh, we should think about our, our our time utilization and things like that so that is certainly uh, we should continue doing but one area that i certainly uh, think is an area a time for companies to to think about is one of the strongest weapons if you like uh, hmm. of creating positivity or a positive environment for women who are struggling with uh, with uh, stretch time both ends has been this idea of providing flex opportunity or flexible uh, policies hmm. to women now it's it's uh, in hindsight it looks uh, the issues look quite uh, quite straightforward that uh, you know the fact that women when women take these policies in general they feel that they're not treated well because uh, you know they are seen as someone who's off the mainstream work and and you know and therefore never never, never a good career option hmm. um so the big question is how can companies make these flexible policies really work you know really make it uh, operate and this goes to the heart of the ways of working of a company right, right. again and and i would i would pick on another of these uh, historical biases that we always had so for example in in the workplaces and this is not just in every part of the world is that mm. hard work meant long hours right right uh, if you if you are not putting in long hours you are hardly working i mean that yeah. was the philosophy my generation when i started work you know 25 30 years ago that was the value right <laughs> you you yes. slogged and therefore come, your manager said ah good work and i remember as a woman i have felt guilty every time i was stepping out 
because and most of the men folks stayed back exactly i would have finished what i wanted to do but i still felt bad the yeah. ability to stay back was valued and is valued so much more exactly exactly and and that is the challenge right that the the assumption that if i work longer i am more effective uh, as a as a employee uh, and therefore my performance is better is an erroneous deeply erroneous judgment right we know um, uh, and it doesn't even take uh, research to point out but there is research to point out that really a focused work done in in quietude uh, yields better results than you know uh, twiddling your thumbs and really pushing your pencil and paper or laptop these days or you know over longer hours so efficiency comes from focus and attention and and really has got nothing to do with long hours but this is so deeply embedded that yeah. the performance systems and organizations have kind of calibrated for that even though even though i can bet you that no organization i can say with reasonable confidence that no organization in india would go around saying uh, you know i i give marks for you know uh, long hours working right nobody has right but Correct. as employees we tend to take that uh, and therefore when somebody is given flex the unconscious bias kicking kicking in is saying oh this person is not putting as much time uh, therefore she is not committed right and therefore you know we should give her something light to do something not mainstream and if if the woman colleague does not do mainstream work how would she be able to you know raise her hand and uh, to be ready for big positions because you know we we learn on 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 real tough and real work right so if we don't get those opportunities we don't grow right so i think that's the so rethinking on this policy and in rethinking the policy uh, so application of this policy means changing the ways of working particularly calling out this unconscious bias of you know long hours equal to uh, you know better employee role modeling so the the leaders and organizations have to role model this new way or ways of working i mean i i know of i know of companies and one of my privileges as a as a consultant is i i, I meet a lot of companies and it's it's uncanny to see and uh, and, and funny at times to see that the leaders uh, of organizations point out that look hey guys we need to manage our time for women and for men and and everyone alike yet uh, you know they are talking uh, about this at late hours and sending mails at uh, <laughs> you know beyond office hours and so on so uh, so they are not living not not necessarily walking the talk so that's the other area they got to work on so really think about this idea about how do we incorporate the flex ways of working you know in the organization embed it in true sense in incorporate yeah. it i think that's an area that that organizations so in, in in some way we have not moved far from the early days of industrialization where uh, seeing somebody working or seeing someone at the workplace is perceived as work which was relevant maybe in a factory setup right at the shop floor uh, yeah. but now it's not that so you can work from anywhere all of us know the fact that somebody is sitting there they could be on social media whole day and start work <laughs> <laughs> after office hours yeah. but subconsciously people who work long hours are kept on a pedestal yeah. so it's a cultural change that is required it is a cultural change and even in terms of flex work that you talked about earlier when women are given these flex options somewhere it is made to look like a favor <laughs> so woman who uh, who needs this is hesitant because she does not want to be perceived as somebody who is taking a favor right 
so in today's context uh, everybody man and woman equally everybody is struggling with uh, the so called balancing work and home but it hits right. the woman harder and uh, yeah. uh, so maybe this flex arrangements uh, is something which should be made available and increasingly men should also take it so yeah. that unfortunately that is how it is uh, to for it to be seen normal maybe yeah yeah you know when men take it and then women also take it it maybe it is much more easier for everyone to digest yeah one aspect that i want to talk about and and being the first male to have come on your show is that uh, there is a mm. uh, there is a whole uh, a series of conversations that that companies have done with with uh, the men folk as well hmm. the stretch that uh, that during this pandemic is at workplace is in hmm. equally felt by men though right. the home demo- you know environment is easier for them uh, than than women uh, and this is this started happening even before the uh, the pandemic hit right this hmm. this sense of even men feeling that look uh, this whole idea of working you know 24 by 7 literally um to to grow up in a career is is actually quite uh, challenging for them as well hmm. so i think this this idea of of uh, needing flex is felt by both the genders at workplace um, however there is a there is a, a challenge of men that much more because they ought to you know again social norming uh, they ought to look like the ones who can take the bullet right they they right. ought to be able to to travel to distant places and they ought to be able to work long hours and and uh, you know if you're single then you have to make sure that you're working weekends as well i mean these are some norms that again uh, has 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 always uh, been on top of uh, on uh, on, a, on a male yeah. and that is also a source of bias for the men themselves because they Got believe if that's right then it ought to op- op- uh, you know operate for women Got as well and i think that's the so somewhere in this change in ways of working is to be able to to help both the men and women see the what really creates success at work Correct. and it's not long hours oh, for sure right yeah so. somewhere uh, you know not seeing it only from what is for women kind of a thing but how do we change the overall culture regardless yeah. of men and women and in the process makes it easier for the women exactly right exactly. and i'm very curious at this point of uh, time about what is being discussed abroad about working from near home right somehow it looks very attractive it lo- seems to be the best of both worlds you know especially yeah. for women uh, right. that they go to some place which is near home so it saves the commute etc what do you say they do not get bogged down uh, by running the home when they are working so for example uh, what i could sense you know if uh, the survey if it were to be converted as stories if women were talking maybe they would say okay if me and my husband are working uh, doorbell rings then i have to take if the milkman comes i have to answer if yeah. the household help comes if the child cries you know you can go on with the reasons but what i'm trying to say is a work from near home as a concept right. monish do you think india is prepared for something like that do you think organizations are considering that so organizations are certainly considering it and you know if you if you walk into uh, companies today as we speak uh, one big question they're all trying to answer mm-hmm. is the coming back because now vaccines uh, people are getting vaccinated and you know we are creating a positive environment as far as the health is concerned um, so it's a matter of time companies would need to look at how do we open up and and the the broad questions on their mind is is that uh, what will help us 
to to get the best out of our workforce given that we have had a learning in the pandemic hmm. so there were some clear learnings in the pandemic that we can operate lot you know significant part of our work i mean forget the manufacturing side per se hmm. but uh, any any corporate or a, or a planning or a thinking kind of work can be done remotely this is the right. first time that uh, Uh, you know the corporate world recognized when they knew it theoretically uh, hmm. uh, but uh, the, the this is a big learning right so so they certainly see a value of how can we use remote working uh, right as a way to you know to provide that environment it, it is good news from a from money point of view because we could uh, we would spend less in the infrastructure and cost etc right the other side that is uh, that is on their mind which is uh, which is also uh, you know very strongly on them is that look uh, not every job can be done remotely right, right. so uh, we would need some of the people in the office or in a in a place where they could work together manufacturing is one example i took but there are other roles as well for example right. in sales and so on now so if the, the question then becomes that you know are we ready to provide a a distributed uh, policy for people that if you're doing this job i'm sorry you have to come to work and if you're doing this job you can operate from wherever you like right, right. which never happened before right before it uh, was everybody came to work and and uh, so this differentiated view to uh, you know to jobs is uh, an important consideration on the mind that are we ready to do that right um, yeah. uh, and um, so you know these two big considerations and then of course there are concerns of risk you, and and you you would know this better than i do by way of you know security of systems you will be operating your laptop from a from a remote uh, setup uh, you know who are you with etc etc mm-hmm. right? so so all of those consideration become an important aspect as well though they are not uh, sort of uh, you know deal breakers per se it's more a solution of those but certainly that's on the mind and especially the some jobs are have high demand for security uh, or, you know from cyber and uh, you know all that point of view right. so uh, so with these uh, I, i think there is a, the the near working from near home is one such option that has hmm. emerged for many companies some companies have their own offices which is uh, for example deloitte uh, we have few a few offices in bombay for example right i mean mm-hmm. people can work from from our kandivili office or rather uh, yeah guregaon office or uh, uh, you know or from the town office depending on where they are and you mm-hmm. know people you could just plug in and work and that was anyway happening for for us yeah. uh, similarly other companies were uh, you know many companies were thinking about that uh, but there is uh, there is a fair amount of uh, uh, work that has been done in terms of providing uh, men and women um, opportunities to work from remote centers which they could uh, take on uh, take on board the other reality uh, which is again companies are thinking about is that lot of the younger workforce hmm. who were kind of forced to you know live in a metro in a cramped uh, you know uh, one bedroom two bedroom apartment sharing with other people i mean they you know uh, they are they have decided uh, that look might as well go back uh, to our hometowns and operate right. from there because it's cheaper so organizations thinking that maybe that uh, you know uh, work distant could even operate that maybe can they operate uh, you know from remote there and we could create opportunities for them to come to work uh, you know you know few days a month um, and and operate from there so there's a real conversation happening around 
thinking how to use the benefit of uh, remote working remote both from near home uh, 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 as well as uh, uh, from remote remote if you like and and yeah. that near, is near native place kind of <laughs> near native places right and there is significant number on it yeah. you know one good thing i think that is um, that, uh, will will push this to the favor of employees and that's my prediction or my sense is that uh, the competition for talent right yeah will will push companies to find ways to maximize for employees right and which is in a good state in india i think in every sector we are we, we are seeking better and better talent and and to attract them so i def- certainly see uh, that uh, you, you know companies would look at some form that would be very attractive by way of providing remote working and yet solving for the fact that you know some jobs need to be near as well as uh, you know some jobs or all jobs rather require some sense of bonhomie you know working together the sense of culture you get when you when you work together in one place so they will try and mix that uh, with the idea of remote but it's an exciting time to see that uh, you know the whole workplace design is yeah. likely to change in the next 6 months to a year yeah so that means it makes it very interesting for women so and for listeners see most often as women we hold back we think our constraints are like mine alone kind of constraints we discuss in hushed tones and we choose to leave the workforce which is what the survey was also talking about but what mohanish is saying is interesting because every organization is going to have lot of options because the way in which they the organizations are going to realize that the way they can hold on to talent good talent is by facilitating flex in whatever ways it works for that person so the woman who is at the hard end of things now should understand even before that default decision to quit saying that let me explore yeah we need not be apologetic about the constraints if the constraint is about baby care the constraint is about travel the constraint is about timings the constraint is about the culture you can choose find out every organization is in a state of flux now yeah. and you need not be ashamed to talk about this and you need not see these as constraints actually yeah correct so i feel that is a big shift the fact that we accept these are problems everybody goes through and there is a need to accommodate and figure out what works yeah good the shift is towards looking at employee wellness Yeah. Uh, inadequate focus on employee wellness means it's a problem more for the woman but the focus needs to be on employee wellness in general yeah and um, do you think there will be more options for women especially so i am referring to uh, the famous sheryl sandberg's book of leaning in you know right. uh, where uh, women actually the problem is that they want to lean in to work at some points of time they want to lean into their home related responsibilities at certain points of their life yeah. right and do you see organizations becoming more and more open to this and facilitating training and mentorship not just for women but also for men around in terms of this is a new culture that yeah. indians will have to figure out indians especially because our our notions or social norms are different so do you see any kind of training mentoring and schemes uh, being identified in this area 
Well, that's an interesting question to explore. And with that question, we come to end of part 1 of this episode. Do subscribe to get notified on part 2 where we will explore the response to this question and also examine others. Like what do organizations do for women who are not keen on leadership roles and who are not in the childbirth window of life? Are most organizations focusing on these two areas only? Would there be boundaries around workers? Is it possible? What is the message to women? And I bet it is a very interesting message. So don't forget to listen to part 2. Until the next episode, it is bye from me, Krishna. Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.